Hey, bleeders, we want to give a quick shout out to Glad Rags, who sell eco-conscious menstrual cups and reusable cloth pads. If you've been thinking about making the switch, check out their products at gladrags.com and use the coupon code VICIOUS for $5 off products. That's V-I-C-I-O-U-S. Don't feel bad if you've been spelling it wrong. Bleeders, welcome to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm your co-host, Meg H. I'm Meg T. I'm Kate. And welcome. welcome. We're so happy hey that guys. you're here. Can we start calling them listeners? Hey, listeners. Hey, listeners. Yeah, for sure. Because Meg Hayes said that at a, a live show we had. She said, you guys are our listeners. And I was like, that's my, so good. My sister Shannon actually came up with the term because she was listening to our episode. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, Shan. Whether Thanks, or not Shan. you're actually bleeding at the moment, yeah. you're listening. You're all listeners to us. Oh, I love it. Also, that live show was so fun, guys. Yeah. So much fun. We had such a fun time at uh, Sleepover with Sam and Molly. We sang our songs. Got a pretty good response. Someone came up to me and said afterwards, because we sang three parody songs, one of which you listeners haven't heard yet. Unless you were at the show, in which case, thanks. Um, <laughs> but one, we had one guy come up to us afterwards and say, your guys' parody songs are actually funny. They actually <laughs> make sense. And I was like, thank was you. Was this a man? It was a man. I yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who cool. he was. But oh, thank okay. you, Blissener. Thank you, Blissener. For, for telling us. That what I always want to hear is that parody songs make sense. Wow. Sorry, you guys. Um, just for the record, I'm exhausted because... I just finished six shows um, <laughs> that stole my voice from me. Um, six sketch comedy shows that were super fun. But I apologize if my brain isn't here. <laughs> and your voice sounds very... Uh, Thank you. Who's a low... Oh, Kathleen I feel, Turner. <laughs> I feel like I'm like the radio DJ on 94.7 The Wave. Like, <laughs> Hello, lovers. Uh, welcome. <laughs> so this episode we're going to talk about uh finish up our tampon series and talk about the taboos of tampons we're yes. so excited we have tons of phone calls yeah tons equaling four phone calls so to get many. through um, so thanks for everyone who called in and we're going to talk about um how we grew up maybe with uh the the idea of tampons mm-hmm. and what our moms told us um but first let's check in about periods Okay. Um, I will go first in that I have no updates to report. I'm two days away from bleeding. All right. Um, I think the last episode I said that I like had a heavier flow last time, which made me happy, which is a weird thing to say. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks to this podcast. Um, I'm happy when my periods are bloodier. And I also emailed these two ladies and said, I wish I had my period more often so that we just to help with production. <laughs> I wish periods were more than monthly. We are recording every week. It's a pain in my ass. It's like when I wanted uh, cramps in my thighs just to be right. like, yes, yes. <laughs> just to report on it. Yeah. Um, yes, I recently had a period. Uh, it was um, it was better than the others have been. It wasn't because I've had a couple periods that were like, oh, here's like seven light days in a row and then I'm going to punch you with a heavy day. So... Uh, this one was only four days long. Uh, definitely had some gnarly cramps. Kind of knocked me out. I had to like lay down mm. for the first time in a long time. Where usually I can like 
pop Advil and like try and distract myself. But this time I was like, I'm laying down and you can't talk to me, Kevin. Oh, um, my husband and I both work from home. So it's an HR nightmare. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Gatsby was your HR rep. But. Yes, he died. Yeah, he died. So. so And we can't find a good replacement. There's really hard to find good help these days. Um, so yeah. So but it was a, it was a good period. It's a pretty good period. Sweet. Oh, and I got to do uh, try some new organic tampons that Meg Hayes lent me. Oh, yes. Yes, Meg and I had a lady date and I brought a hand, a fistful of tampons. Fistful yeah. of tampons is the next <laughs> title of our podcast. Yeah. Our next podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, thank you for that because I was running low and I had more on the way, but I didn't want to buy a new box. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. we will do an episode on like the alternatives to tampons. Yeah. We're going to try some yeah. shit out. I'm still on fistful of tampons. That's amazing. <laughs> um, my so I had a period that was so the lead up was so gnarly. First of all, it was really late. It was a couple days late, which is weird because I told you 28 yeah. day cycle. So I was at like 31 days, and I was like, okay, what, what's happening? <laughs> then I started getting a really bad cramp while I was um, I was uh, for work. I was on a shoot in Iowa, or as I like to now call. Iowa. <laughs> Sorry to all our <laughs> Iowa listeners out there. Actually, I really enjoyed Iowa, but I was there twice in the last month and I'm like, kill me. Um, <laughs> only because I'm like, why don't I do stories in Hawaii or like New York City? Um, so we went to Iowa and um, and I was with just my shooter, Sean, who like, God bless him, Sean. Like if you're listening, which you shouldn't be. I mean, maybe you are because you're a good dude, but like, <laughs> thank you for just like staying with me because I was so vocal about my period. The whole, we were driving two hours and he knows I have this podcast. So I was very vocal about my, about yeah. my period in the podcast. So I was just like, as we're, I'm driving and I'm getting the worst cramps oh, God. and it's, and I'm like, oh, Sean, I think I'm getting my period. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> oh Sean, oh, it's coming. So we pulled over like three times for me to check and I and I still was wiping and there was nothing. Uh, so Meg, Hayes, I really wanted to put a tampon yeah. in preemptively. <laughs> now I get it. You wow. get it. I get it now. But then, Because wow. you don't want to fucking bleed and no. then be like, Especially in work, and I'm exactly. we were doing interviews. I had to interview a state senator, so like and you're I was on like, vacation, you only have so many pairs no, of yeah, underwear. Yes. No. So I then finally we pull over like the third time, and I get it, and I just and I didn't say anything. I was just like I just kind of like walked back casually to the car with a huge bag of cheddar jalapeno Cheetos, <laughs> and I was just like, "You're driving," <laughs> and he was like, "Okay, it's fine." It's fine. <laughs> And oh I said God. nothing for the next like hour drive. Um, I like this American future that you're painting for me right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're driving because I'm having fucking cramps. And I just like scarfed a bag of Cheetos. I love that. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So thanks, Sean, for dealing with that. You're a trooper. Before we get into tampon taboos, I just wanted to share with you guys. I found an article as I was just like doing various research from 1980 about TSS. Oh. Yeah, so I think I was Googling, because there's this website called newspapers.com. We have a um, an, uh, an account at work, and you can look at basically any newspaper article from like 1800. Wow. So it's been really helpful for like reporting purposes awesome. for work, but I just like Google, I just like put in like toxic shock and uh, like see what ha- came up. 
1980, wow. an article about um, TSS, the rise of TSS, Procter & Gamble recently removed Rely brand tampons from the market when a disproportionately large number of TSS cases were found among users of that product. The company plans intensive advertising to advise women who have Rely tampons to not use them. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh my God, you can't rely on rely. Yeah, I, I just thought of our video like rely. It's rely because <laughs> oh it's good and fine. It's rely. And rely. <laughs> a new tampon from Procter & Gamble. It's really different and better. Rely is a major improvement in tampons. So it's a major improvement in feminine protection. I want to see, I want to see a commercial with that woman like, I was wrong. You can't rely on <laughs> rely. She's like shaking and she has a rash. <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs> it's really a better tampon. Remember, they named it Rely. Again, before we get into um, taboos, I wanted to play a phone call we got from a caller, from a listener. Listener. About her first time using a tampon. Love it. Hi, it's Elaine. So my story is my first tampon story, which uh, I was um, 13 uh, so it was about a year after I started my period, and I was at a pool party with um, the guy that I had a crush on, and I loved swimming, but I, I hadn't used a tampon up to that point. But I'm like, you know, I'm not going to use a pad in the pool, my cube became A. So I, um, like, got a box of tampons, and looking at the little cross-section, it's really confusing. Like, I didn't even understand what part of the uh, body this cross-section was that it's trying to give you... I was very unaware of certain parts of my anatomy, like where the cervix was exactly and, and where, I don't know. And I was like a little girl, a little vagina. Five tampons later, um, I'm trying to put it in. It's not where They're not like going all the way in. I, I'm totally frustrated. I'm missing powder to the party. I'm wasting all these tampons. So I, I put a super basically halfway in. I get it halfway in. And it, it was more in than all the other attempts. So I'm like, I think this is good. I think this is good. And I go out in my cute little bikini, and I jump in the pool, and it expands immediately when it hits the water, the super tampon, and is excruciating, so it wasn't even put in right. And it expands to the point where it looks like I have, like, an inflamed, I don't know, like, paint, like this huge super tampon just, like, kind of poking out of my bikini. Um, and I immediately scream bloody murder because it's really painful. I'm, I don't know, like, it, I was not, again, a little vagina. Um... So I jump out of the pool, and, and my friend is like, what's wrong? And I was like, I was stung by a, I think I said stung by an ant. I don't know. That doesn't even make sense. But I was just like, any excuse. And I'm like waddling off back to the bathroom. I can't even pull it out. It's expanded so much that it took like 10 minutes to, and I'm just like crying. And it's really painful. It's just like ugh, slowly, like centimeter by centimeter, just like pulling the rest of this tampon out. Um was awful. And I finally went back to the party and I was like, yeah, totally like stung by an ant. I don't know. Ouch. Watch, watch it guys. And then just didn't swim the rest of the time in the pool and just stared, like stayed staring out wondering if I had broken something in my body. Oh, oh my God. God. It expand. Like, I can't even understand this, this physics. Has this ever happened physics. to you guys? I don't think it's happened it to me. It expanding no. and then you can't get it out. Maybe because oh. it was like halfway in so she couldn't oh, like get the rest of it out. God. So I I've luckily never had it not half in like I think I've always managed to get it all the way in but I did have an experience with a super that I could not get out Oof. like I just kept tugging oh, man. and then I had to like give myself like some like relaxing like meditations and like yeah deep how old were you I was like 20 21 okay, okay. Or, no, you didn't start using I, it until yeah, you were 21, 21. 21 nice 22 I've had was, 
Yeah. I was, oh, I was at uh, my, at the time, boyfriend's house. Uh, and I, it was obviously I didn't need a super that day. Right. And it was just in there. Oof. And it probably took me like a good 10 minutes to just like deep breath, deep breath and like oh, bear down. I've definitely had situations with like that often, like ah. where not, I don't know if it would take that long, but it, you definitely have to like relax. Mm-hmm. To, I think I just never should ever use a super. Like, yeah. Well, especially if uh, on birth control. Yeah. When you're on birth yeah. control. Um, and oh I, man. oh wait, I haven't told you guys this story. Oh my God. I think I also shouldn't have a super because <laughs> um, I found out that my gynecologist was using a pediatric sized speculum. Oh. Did I tell you guys that? You told us that she, yeah, I think you did tell us this. I don't know if It may I, have been the episode you were drunk. I, I did. <laughs> and I think I meant to say this, but I think I told you other horrifying gyno stories. <laughs> she used a pediatric size speculum and she was having a hard time finding my cervix and she's like if if we can't find it I have to move up to the regular size and I was like fuck my life (laughs) oh so you actually have a baby vagina I guess so I have a baby's vagina I mean I know how to you okay Aunt Jana, cover your ears. I know how to take D like I mean (laughs) I'm not saying like you know, vaginas expand. No, of course. Um, That's crazy. But I'm a small woman. You know, I'm five two, so I don't know what I don't know what that yeah. means. Yeah. But- that's really funny. I and think that's, yeah. You have like the inverted thing, right? I have an so, inverted pubic bone. So I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah. I wonder we if could do a whole it. episode let's, right now. Yeah. Let's, let's follow you to the gynecologist <laughs> and yes. interview the gynecologist. We could all find out. Um, also, I love that Elaine chose that she was stung by an ant. Right. Like, <laughs> that, you know, those those ants that are, live in the swimming pool. <laughs> right. yeah. That have stingers, you know. Um, I, it just makes me want to create content for any woman of any age, like that is not a horribly drawn diagram. Can we yes. talk about that diagram? Yes. yes. Because like, let's here. actually look at yeah, it. Here, here we go. We can post it on our, on our like, social media. I mean, I just Googled Tampax, um, oh, diagram God. and like, what are we looking at? Like it's, it looks like, so it's like, it's like a side section of like your butt. So I, yes. all I'm seeing is a butt. I am seeing a cross section of a papaya, <laughs> of a bean. Oh, yeah, I see uh, that. Okay, but this is actually teaching me something right now. Okay. Because I'm seeing the vaginal canal. Yes. And I'm seeing the pee hole. And I always thought the pee hole was kind of in the vaginal canal. Right. Oh, it's no. It's ahead. No, it's, it's not. In front. Can I talk about something? Yes, <laughs> Meg. Oh, yes, Meg Tro. That needs to be a new segment. <laughs> Can I? Talk about something. Talk about something. Can I talk about something? This is the no judgment portion where we all say dumb shit that we've been taught. (laughs) Can I talk about something? Go ahead, man. Okay, thank you. Um, So I uh, have seen multiple episodes of the Tyra Bank Show, uh, and I distinctly no judging. (laughs) That was just me telling myself not to judge you. I'm not saying I liked it. Um, so there was one episode that I think the title of the episode was What's Up With Down There? And they never once said vagina, oh except God. for like one doctor they had on. It's like, Only it's- doctors can say vagina. <laughs> but I remember, I don't know why I remember this episode so clearly. Like she talks about Tyra. Tyra. Um, she talks about her like cramp remedy and she's like, it's five steps. I have milk. I have Advil. I have something. I have a heating pad. Um, but I, I always remember these two questions that someone asked. One woman asked the gyno on the panel, um, do, can your vagina ever come back from pregnancy or from birth? Mm. And everyone was just like, nope. 
it's changed forever. Oh my God. Nothing you can do. And she's like, thank you very much. (laughs) No. (laughs) And then um, another woman was like, yeah, so I've had kids. And so it's like, I kind of just, I kind of pee all the time. Like if I have to pee, if I sneeze, if I cough, if I laugh, like it just pees a little bit. She's like, just put like a light day tampon in. And I've like always thought of that as like, oh, Tyra said that or a doctor. Well, I, it was someone on that panel. It was like a woman specialist. Okay. So I was like, oh, so the pee hole must be kind of like in the vaginal canal maybe a light day like pad not a tampon though i think she's like a panty liner yeah anywho i've never forgotten that episode and it's messed you up and it's messed me up i've been very confused but then someone was like i remember learning it's like all these old wives tales where you never like talk to a doctor you read some stupid article or it's like like there was talk where like maybe the g-spot was connected to the pee hole because it's like sensitive and i was like so where is the pee hole? <laughs> All right, Meg, I'm going to unbutton my pants. All right, let me right see. <laughs> also, like with this diagram, it should be what your vagina looks like. It should be like the labia minora, the labia yes, majora. Yes, it should yes. be like it should be three-dimensional. Yes, it should be a, 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 instead of a cross-section of like your butt, like your, your side thigh, it should yeah. be up of your vagina. Yeah. They should be like here, like yes. it should be a camera pointed up at your vagina. Right. Yeah. Here's where it goes. Yeah. Also, like as a kid, it's hard to like get a hand mirror. Like yeah. you also have to remember that sometimes we're just doing it based on feeling. Yeah. Like, yeah. just think about the three-dimensional, like, yes. uh, parts of us. Yeah. So, Agreed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Elaine was talking about using oh. that that diagram to help her. Now, kids these days use YouTube videos, yeah. which we will get to oh. later. Oh, I'm shit. excited. about wanting to do uh something on the taboo of tampons obviously there are taboos for millennia in every culture and every religion about tampons and what i found in just doing some basic research is that basically every religion going back to the beginning of time um has some sort of belief that women who menstruate are in that moment impure we can do a whole episode eventually mm-hmm. about religions and what the religious thought is mm-hmm. but today we're going to talk about tampons and and that taboo um, and obviously the Quran, the Bible, the Torah, there's no actual discussion of a tampon right, in right. any of these things. But basically what I think what these sort of like these taboos come down to is is virginity and whether or not a tampon going into a young person's vagina is is uh, taking their virginity or not, mm-hmm. um, which is ridiculous which is ridiculous and yes we'll get to that um so basically the only thing i could actually find about when tampons were actually released um so in 1944 the archbishop of our archbishops of a country Um, or cities anyway cities yeah yeah. okay so i think the archbishop of dublin um in 1944 expressed to the secretary of the department of health his disapproval concerning the use of tampons particularly by quote unmarried persons Obviously, like I said, there's nothing in religious texts about tampons, but there is the sense of like tampons taking your virginity. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, popping your hymen, which, by the way, as we all know, hymens are no marker of one's virginity. Right. Yeah. Like you can lose your hymen from 
some people aren't even born with hymens. Mm -hmm. Some people lose them while doing a cartwheel, like riding a horse or a bike. So they're definitely not a reliable indicator of virginity. But I think for a lot of religions and cultures, that is a thought um, that people have. I also did read some things like in... um, in the Quran, there is this also this belief that you shouldn't do anything that harms yourself. So a lot of people think, oh, because tampons are um, could give you TSS, you shouldn't put yourself in a position where you could harm yourself. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's fair. Um, so, you know, obviously everyone has different ways they practice religion. There's different um there's different levels of practice. There's different, like, you know, people are more liberal or more conservative with their religious beliefs. So we're not trying to like lump everyone in obviously. And then some people believe these things, but then do it anyway. Right. Um, so there's another thought too, that tampons are sort of like akin to masturbating and that even inserting <laughs> ah. a tampon will, could, could like pleasure a woman or give her the sense that she's being pleasured. But can we like, Flash, just cut to yourself yeah. putting in a tampon. Yeah. Put yourself, you're you're cramping, you're in your mm-hmm. like public restroom, you're <laughs> unwrapping this like tampon. How many people raise your hand if you're pleasured by that that yeah. that motion? Kate's hand is up. Damn it, Meg. <laughs> We're gonna demystify and debunk that statement. No. It is yeah. There's nothing pleasurable about no. putting a tampon in you. I nope. think I mean I know I don't think I've ever like not even mind it you know every time I'm just like all right here it goes yeah and like I've done it hundreds of times now and I'm still just like all right yeah so yeah. it is definitely not pleasurable in my opinion no. not a bit um so I don't know where do you, were you guys at all uh I know Meg Meg Tro you were sort of like just your mom was pro pads all the way yeah but was there a sense that like don't use tampons because they're only for people that have had sex see I had that I don't remember specifically if my mom kind of gave me that impression or, or I think, I think I remember my mom saying something like, just wait until you have sex or like, just wait until Mm -hmm. like something else goes on down there. Um, which, you know, is like, like, I don't think my mom was like discouraging anything, but it's also kind of like, you know, cause you're not gonna like explore, like wait till, someone else does it for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for her, it wasn't like a religious thing. It was just like a, look, no one knows what's going on down there. When you figure it out with someone else, then you can probably easily sure. use tampons. Interesting. And so, yeah, that was always kind of... My case, what about you? So I've been texting... you grew up Catholic. Yeah, I grew mm-hmm. up a Catholic. Uh, went to Catholic school for almost 20 years. Um, I've been texting with my sisters because I also don't remember my mom explicitly saying no tampons. Mm-hmm. I think she offered me pads. And I also just can't imagine at age 13 using tampons. It's yeah. Um, but actually, my sister said that um, my sister Katie said that my mom was actually suggesting that she try tampons because we all played a lot of sports. Um, and both of my sisters said that most of their. Uh, teammates wore tampons because they played volleyball and soccer mm. and they were two of like the only ones that wore pads mm-hmm. um so it's a practical thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah so That's i great. don't know i guess yeah. my mom was different with my younger, <laughs> my younger <laughs> sister yeah. she had like already been through it with me yeah so i also did like a cursory google research like the catholic church and tampons mm-hmm. and i found this website called catholic answers like yahoo answers <laughs> and a woman asked like should i or shouldn't i as a catholic woman use tampons and it was interesting because the response was either this isn't a moral issue 
Um, which I found like a little dismissive, but also kind of positive because it's like yeah. we don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or like women suge- do like saying what they did. Yeah. And the only thing I saw that kind of connected to um, scripture was like we're not, you know, we're supposed to take care of our earth, and and I think the woman oh. also said like. Uh, I also know how um, bad how bad tampons are for the environment. Right. And someone said, like, well, according to scripture, we're supposed right. to treat Earth well. So maybe try then um, what reusable pads? pads. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting. Yeah, or, I was yeah, like, cups. wow. I'm glad to see like people are in a semi-modern age that that are practicing Catholics. I mean, obviously I think with any religion, you probably have like the doctrine, which is probably like, if we're going to go like verbatim of the Bible or the Quran or whatever, it's going to be like, don't do it. But it's also like, don't leave your house if you're bleeding either. So like, obviously people interpret their, you know, religious codes different ways. And I, and it's not just religious either because I was reading um that in uh, an LA Times article recently that um in China there's like a huge taboo around tampons oh. and um Chinese manufacturers produced 85 billion dollars worth of sanitary napkins last year wow. but not a single one of them made tampons. Wow. Because they're according to this article Chinese women know little about their bodies and virginity is placed at a premium. Um there's even clinics for hymen repair. Wow. When Whoa. so when they do eventually like marry someone and have to like prove their virginity, they can show that they have a hymen, which is just all kinds of crazy. Uh. Um, and China's media regulator has banned advertisements of feminine hygiene products on TV at lunchtime and during primetime, reasoning that such commercials are disgusting. <laughs> Quote disgusting. <laughs> Um, oh my so, God. but this article was also about like the changing times and how a lot of women in China are now a losing their virginity sooner uh-huh. and be going online to buy tampons wow. to be shipped, shipped from Western countries. So we know from previous episodes that Americans tend to use tampons more than any other, almost every other country. Um, but obviously within our own country, there are people that choose not to, um, but this, I read this really interesting article or, or an interesting book from a woman named Hannah Blanc or Hannah Blank. She's like a feminist writer. Um, she wrote a book called Virgin, the Untouched History. And this is what she writes that, you know, based on tampon usage throughout the decades, just how far we've come. So she, this mm-hmm. is what she's written. Um, it's difficult to appreciate from our current vantage point just what radical departure this was from the 19th century view. As in the controversy over the use of the speculum, Victorian doctors and patients alike lived in fear of even the most stringently medical contact with the vulva, let alone vaginal penetration. This permeated the 19th century's attitudes towards women and their genitals to the point that Victorian girls and women were ideally not permitted to straddle anything ever. Little girls were kept from riding on seesaws or hobby horses, and they were discouraged from running, jumping, or gymnastics. Gymnastics. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, ladies who rode horseback did so side saddle for the very same reason. In this paranoid context, even bicycling con- constituted a terrifying threat. Um, wow. Oh my God. As two wheelers became more and more popular among middle class young people around the end of the 19th century, the medical journals revealed a feverish, sometimes pornographically detailed concern that the pressure that the bicycle seat placed on the vulva and the perineum not only held the menace of creating arousing feelings hitherto unknown and realized by the young maiden, but might contribute to painful and debilitating disorders of the genitals as well. Oh, my God. I mean, so this is something that permeated throughout all of society that like right. women should not for do anything that might break their hymen or arouse them right 
I will say Kate and I are cyclists and mm. your vag does hurt after a long bike ride. Yeah, okay. it, it gets it gets okay. um like it gets sore. It gets sore. It gets almost like um like it falls asleep. Yes, <laughs> it goes down. Yes. Um, but that no, must be just when I sit on the edge of a chair too long. Then I like <laughs> yeah. back and I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> but it's just interesting. So I think we have to take we have to remember like the context of the historical context of tampons and like the use that they are used or at least talked about being used now yeah. is like a huge departure from mm-hmm. what it used right. to be. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, history. Yeah. So it's just interesting. Yeah, interesting. I think everyone does their own thing. But I do think there is like even Meg Tra, like you said, like you weren't really religious, but there is this sort of like just don't just don't. Right. Yeah. You know, like right. it's just better if you don't. It's kind of like your sex parts. Yeah. So like don't play with your sex parts until you're having sex. Yeah. Because my, my mom, I don't think, I, I never felt like there was any taboo about a tampon. It was sort of like, when you're ready. I yeah. think there was a sort of like, you'll you'll know when you're ready. Yeah, I think. Because I also was athletic too. So it's like, right. you're, you're going to want this eventually. Right. I think that was my mom too. So we do have some phone calls that I wanted to play. We did call out to some listeners to tell us about uh, why or why not they use tampons. So let's listen to those phone calls. So I come from a South Asian family, Muslim family. Uh, when I was younger, I got my period when I was about 10 years old, 11 years old. And from the get-go, it was only pads. And it's always only been pads. Um, and there were two reasons for this. So the small reason was, you know, there was like this kind of taboo attached to the idea of a girl, you know, sticking a phallic object up, uh, you know, her passageway, her feminine passageway. Um, and then the other reason, which was primarily my mom's concern, was uh, the toxic shock syndrome. Um, and she's like, it's unhealthy for you to be sticking this inside of yourself it's better to use pads um not as uh you know environment not not environmentally friendly either way but you know here's here's a pad enjoy it enjoy it for the rest of your life and um it's funny because when i was in college my first year of college i was like i'm away from home i can do whatever i want so i got a tampon i remember being like all right this is it we're going to do this and i tried sticking it inside and i just couldn't get it in and that was a problem for me for much of my life. I'll just leave it at that. But uh, till this day, it's um, it's pads, 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 pads. Interesting to me because I've also been reading a lot about um, just because like through my work, I I write for like a women's wellness site, and uh, there have been a lot of articles about women experiencing like pain during any sort of penetration including like inserting a tampon and it's just Ooh. like some women just have really tight pelvic floors yeah and it's like something you might not realize about yourself if you are uh like one not using tampons and like you know not in like a sexual relationship it's like you know yeah mm-hmm. and it's something that like can affect your health anyway so that's pretty interesting yeah i don't Very know if that's what her story is it just right think of that. and i don't know about you guys but my kegels clench up anytime i think about toxic shock oh, <laughs> like, agreed. when i'm putting Whiskey. in a tampon i'm like all right toxic shock and now i'm like oh rayon rayon uh yeah i definitely have friends who on certain days of their period they just cannot even think about tampons because mm. it's way too painful yeah oh. yeah do what makes you not yes, hurt absolutely yeah. Yeah. agreed yeah. yeah and if pads are working for you then go for yeah, it seriously. rock them all right next phone call hi uh this is nadia um i my experience with tampons is very limited my mom kind of laid down the law that we would be using pads uh, mm-hmm. my sister's were using pads they're eight and nine years older so I, I there was never like an explanation for it though uh, I didn't really find out until maybe like 
later in middle school that it like goes up your vagina and I think that was the reason why um or the the myth that it breaks your hymen or whatever uh but I just learned how to use pads 100% in 6th grade my teacher Miss Crawford tried to teach us how to use tampons and I just kind of zoned out cuz I was like it's fine I'm never going to use this cuz my mom <laughs> said I could never use it um it's it's definitely a cultural thing. Like, all my cousins use pads and things. When I started to have more diverse friends is when I started to see people actually using tampons. And eventually when I you know, would run out of pads, I'd say, like, oh, my God, does anyone have a pad? And they'd be like, ew, no, but here's a tampon. So I had to kind of use them by force and by necessity. Uh, I didn't like them. I don't know. I just feel very uncomfortable. And I also know someone who got sepsis and had to go to the hospital. So I'm just actually super freaked out by tampons. So um, I think just like the cultural bias and my fear is why I don't. Um, but I didn't up until pretty recently actually start offering people pads when they needed something for when they got their period because I was embarrassed because everyone else used tampons. Um, I don't know. Maybe I gave myself a stigma, but I'm glad I'm getting more comfortable using them now. Wow. That's, that resonates so much for me because I didn't start using tampons until like after I was 21. So like all throughout college, I'd like get my period and be like, do you need a tampon? And I'm like, ah, I don't use those. Yeah. And like yeah. there is like a once yeah. you hit a certain age, there is kind of a shame of like, yeah, I'm not a cool girl who uses tampons. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. And this is the last one. And this is this is a. This is a, a tale. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hello, Vicious Cycle. This is Dana. Um, so I'm going to tell you about the first time I ever used a tampon. This is at the oh-so-young-and-naive age of 27. Um, 27. It took me that long. Um, so to set the scene for you, I was on vacation with my husband. A couple months into our marriage, we were in Cancun staying at the Ritz-Carlton. It was off-season, insanely blue waters. And my period decided to ruin all the fun that trip. So I'd never worn a tampon prior to the day because my Middle Eastern mom and relatives said, you know, tampons were bad and taboo. So basically, I wore a diaper through the entire duration of my period up to this point, And it sucked. You know, it really sucked. Um, so I was really determined to go swimming, bought some tampons, and I FaceTimed my mom and you know, the one time she didn't answer. So naturally, I went on to YouTube um, trying to figure out how this works. You know, they can't really show you how it's done, but I thought the illustrations were helpful enough, at least at the time. I took several wasted tampons and lots of sweat, and my husband so sweetly and cautiously asked me if he could help in any way from behind the closed door. Um, so after that, I went into the ocean. Um but not before cursing out the entire culture that had done this to me. Uh, I went in, the waves were hitting me hard, and I felt like the surge of pain, but I started thinking, you know, that's probably normal. Um, sat down, I felt even more pain. This time it felt like I was being stabbed in the uterus. Um, and then I looked down at the white towel, and there was blood. Um, so I rushed to a nearby pool bathroom and tried to figure it out. Um, and then my mom calls me and, you know, everything fell into place. So she calls me and she's actually laughing at me. And I think that pissed me off pretty much. But uh, she explained the whole process. And the whole time I'm, like, pacing in the sand, pissed off. Um, so 
So I guess you're supposed to insert the plastic part and push it upwards so the whole cotton part goes in and you just leave the string behind. And that's definitely not what I did. But now I know better. And that's the story of my first time using a tampon. And if I do ever have a daughter, I want her to be well prepared. Oh, Dana, thank you for that phone call. Wait, did she, you guys, did she insert the string part? I think I don't think she took out the applicator. Okay. Wow. Oh, yeah. God. And wait, hold on. That I is also such a common error. So this it's is so yes. common. This is the phone call that actually made me want to do this episode because Dana called this in and I was like, oh my gosh, there's like a whole a whole thing we can do about like the ta- the taboo of tampons. Right. But now upon further listen, her mom knew how to use I a tampon. Know. Come on, mom. Right. Withholding. Yeah. yeah. So it's like so at some point her mom used them, but then maybe after she was married and had kids but it's like so if you know right. tell your daughter yeah oh my god i mean dana's words not mine yeah yeah right right <laughs> oh yeah. i wonder if sometimes moms just like assume we figure this stuff out yeah and we're like no right. we didn't we, need you. Well, we like, needed you i think moms figured it out for themselves you know yeah because like, like, their moms weren't right about or like it. oh you're a certain age you've probably figured it out by now yeah. right yeah oh, so, dana yeah. i hope that you've gone on and used tampons openly and while vacationing at the Ritz. Right, hello. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Oh, man, oh, man. Wow. So after hearing Dana's phone call, made me want to do this whole episode, but then also I was like, wait, excuse me, YouTube videos? Yeah. About, yes. about tampons? Oh, so, God, I'm so excited. There is, guys, had we been coming of age oh. now, we would have not had to use the tampox, Tampax diagram. Yeah. We could Which have Which none of us used because we established that we started using tampons after someone stuck their fingers inside right. of us. Right. But correct. we could have had so much at our fingertips telling us uh, what, how to do this. There is a... If you Google... If you put in YouTube how to use a tampon, there are so many. Yay. So many videos. That's great. Which is great. Some, some better than others. Okay. <laughs> okay. This one is a channel called Learns Everything. And I mean, let me just play it for you. It's very weird. Hi, in this video, we will explain how to use a tampon. If you are a virgin, many young girls wonder how to use a tampon. If you are a virgin, tampons are products that are used to absorb menstrual blood flow before the blood exits the body. Oh my God. If it's normal that the first time you use a tampon you will be a little nervous, oh especially gosh. if you are a virgin. First of all, virgin. you should know that any girl can use a tampon, including <laughs> virgin it. girls. The tampon may stretch the hymen a bit, but you won't lose your virginity with a tampon. That's okay, so okay. couple things, okay. couple things. Tampons, virgin. Um, okay, so just to paint the picture, um, it's an avatar talking clearly through like voice to text. Yes. Or text to voice uh, software, so as to mask the voice of the like hero that put this together. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's it's almost three hundred thousand views. Wow, um, that's good. But tampon, tampon. God, right wait, down. does it actually show you? Like, let's, let's keep pretty, watching. Yeah, I mean, just before we start or continue. Uh, I mean, it is. I don't know how often we're going to see this, but just the fact that like having an intact hymen means you're a virgin. Like we really have to just start being like that has nothing to do with. Right. No. Just forget the hymen exists. Yes. Think right. about like queer sex. Yes, yes absolutely. absolutely. I mean, that's a whole other thing with the virginity. Yeah. Like what is virginity? It's right. not yeah. just P and V. Right. Or is right. it? I mean, like what? the Just forget this notion of a hymen. Right. Yeah. Exists. Yeah. Yeah. Forget it. Agreed. 
Wash your hands and find a comfortable position, sitting on the toilet, knees open, tilted slightly with your knees, bent and separated or standing and placing one foot on the toilet. Those are good positions. Also, the avatar is wearing like a colonial outfit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Before we continue, which stance do you guys use? Okay, so the three stances are leg on a stool. Yeah. Uh, sitting on the toilet. You know, your toilet stool. <laughs> sitting on a toilet or slightly bent over standing up. I would say numbers two and three. Yeah, I'm yeah. always on the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it, I think when I first started, it would be like, leg up, relax, take a breath. <laughs> yeah. And now it's just like, squip, squip, <laughs> squap. Yeah. But then I did find um, a, a YouTuber called Marissa Rachel, and this has o- over 4 million views. Nice. So I wow. feel like people have gotten some help from this video. Hey guys, it's Marissa, and today's video is going to be how to put on a tampon. And this video has been super requested. I've been getting so many messages from you guys just asking again and again for this, so I decided to do it. So I'm going to be using my good friend, Susie Sunshine, to help me demonstrate how to put on a a tampon. That is a Care Bear. She's using a Care Bear. Wait for it. Oh boy. And if you guys saw how to put on a pad, she made a little cameo in that. She did a very great job. So we're going to be showing you how to put this on. So you want to hold your tampon with two fingers and slowly push it into your vagina. Wow. Incredible. She cut a hole in the Care Bear's vagina. That Care Bear has a vagina. Once the top half of the tampon, the thicker part, is fully in your vagina, you want to push on the lower end, kind of like you would a syringe, until your tampon is in, and then you want to slowly pull it out. <laughs> Love the it. Care Bear's legs, there's a string yes. dangling out of a yellow head. Care Bear's legs. Oh. I mean, this is so much. Incredible, you guys. Because I feel like you can't show a vagina on right, YouTube. It'll right. be taken out. So just show a Care Bear's yes. in between the Care Bear's legs. Yep. Hashtag I mean, Shiro. Yeah, honestly, that's kind of this amazing. This is fucking fantastic. Because yeah. this is like exactly what people it's should exactly see to know need. not to keep the applicator in. Yes. Exactly. I a slow clap. Slow clap for Marissa Rachel. For Marissa Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. It this is graphic. seriously amazing, though. It is very graphic, yeah. but it has to be graphic yes. in order to fully understand. Yeah, yeah. and it's a ca- it's a yellow Care Bear. Well, this care is bear. so wonderful. Isn't that yeah. amazing? Yes. Ugh. Um. Yes, girl. Yes. Yes. Love it. So I just so I mean we could probably look through hundreds and hundreds of YouTube videos, and we don't have the time. But I'm sure there's good ones. I'm sure there's bad ones. I'm sure there's more where they say tampon. Um, tampon. But virgin. I just love that. I mean, this woman, Marissa Rachel, she has 1.6 million subscribers. I'm sure wow. they all trust her. Yeah. And she's she's made a video that's resonated with at least 4 million people. Yeah. Um, so good for her. And so, great. so thanks, Dana, for letting us know that there's a world of putting in a tampon yes. YouTube videos. I mean, look at some of these other ones are 9.7 million views. How wow. to put in a tampon. Um, swimming on your period, two and a half million views. Great. Uh, common tampon mistakes, half a million views. So if you guys have seen, if any of our listeners have seen any um, cool YouTube videos about that, let us know. I want to watch more. I, I like that, you know, in the end, I think we've learned a lot about because I love that we have a caller who is like, I still don't like tampons. I'm pads, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's true. Got to do what's most comfortable Got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Two two of the three callers were like, I'm pads. Pads, yeah. pads, pads. Right. Just this idea that like, you just use what you want to use. Yeah. 
but know that there are options. Yes. That makes me want to like carry pads more for friends. Aw, for their time of bleed. Yeah. Well, you know, that wraps it up for this episode about tampon taboos. Uh, Thank you to all our callers for those um, really insightful phone calls. Thanks for listening today. Uh, I think pretty excited about our new segment. Can I talk about something? Can I talk about something? (laughs) Probably going to bring that back. Yes, we are. Um, Yeah. And tune in next week uh, where we will be talking about period smells. Ah! My face feels like it's turning red right now. Just talking about it. Everybody, um, start paying attention to the way your period smells. Yeah. Check it out. It's real. Uh, And until then, keep calm and tampin'. Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.